Hey guys, it's Kate here from Zen Mama and the Addict. Um, I just wanted to really um, put some attention towards the holiday season and acknowledge um, how hard it is for, I mean, I think for everyone, but especially people with addiction and trauma and um, it's, it's not easy and I want people to know that they're not alone. I know sometimes we feel very alone, um, especially when we're in those dark places. Um, And I want people to know that there is a community out there. All you have to do is reach out. Um, We have our private Facebook and our regular Facebook. And if you need any support, um, please reach out. Don't hesitate at all. Uh, I would hate to, you know, have somebody be alone um, because they're shame. They have shame about reaching out, or um, just don't, you know, don't feel like they're ready for a recovery because it takes a lot of steps to really get to that point of recovery. You know, you got to think about it and start making those steps and. Geez, it could be six months from now, but maybe just, you know, reaching out and starting to build this community for yourself through um, speaking with us through Facebook, um, that could help. Maybe it can help make a clearer path for you. Um, I know that my holiday, well, let's say, okay, so my holidays as a child were amazing. They were so magical. I feel so blessed to have been raised. Um, I was so lucky the way I was raised. And my parents and family made um, the holiday season just the most magical time of the year. Um, my birthday also is like six days before Christmas. So there was that on top of it. But like, the, you know, the twinkle of the lights and the Christmas tree and the Christmas songs and um, the warm, you know, cozy by the wood stove, you know, at the end of the day. I just, I love it all. It just it brings such peace to me. Um, and then I, I, you know, I created that for my children when they were little. I worked really hard as a functioning addict um, for many years to, to recreate that. And I, and I succeeded. I did really well. Um, but then it was like, bam, a couple of days before Halloween, um, let's see, probably seven, six, seven years ago, um, that's when, you know, what we thought was the beginning of the end happened, and I came out about my addiction, and, you know, you've heard that, um, you know, I went to rehab, left, uh, you know, all that, and mom and dad ended up with the kids, so my reality for those holidays was that I was alone, and um, never in a million years had I ever thought that I'd be alone on Christmas, that I didn't want to have my children and my family and all my loved ones next to me. It was so devastating. I um, used more to numb it, and then I started, you know, doing more criminal activities to get to get it so I could use more to numb it, you know, spiraling out of control. Um, you know, Thanksgiving, I dealt with. I got through it. Um, my birthday sucked. But that week from my birthday to Christmas was so hard. Um, I was homeless. I didn't have a car. Uh, At that point, my sister had moved out of her apartment. 
but it was still empty. And so I would break in through the window. It was, mind you, a second story. So I'd have to climb up the back stairs, climb on the neighbor's porch roof and get in the window at night. Luckily, there was a mattress in there um, that I was able to sleep on. Um, so I would break into that. So um, my Christmas was, you know, doing my thing that I needed to and breaking into my apartment. And I remember I sat on the bed. I had ice, a tub of ice cream, probably already half a in, um, and a plastic knife that I sat there and I was eating it with. And I just remember just completely losing it because I wouldn't have ever believed somebody if they told me that my life was going to, that was going to happen in my life. I always, even though I was using, I always kept it together. We were the perfect family that everybody idolized. No one knew that I was an addict at all. And, um... That was God. Six, not even six months prior, people were still saying this. My life really fell apart in the matter of a few months. Um, it was just when it crashed, it crashed hard. I yeah, but so back, pull myself back. Um, so yeah, I lost my lost. I just cried, and I'm not a crier at all. Um, and it was just the most lonely, devastating moment that I can even really still look back at really and I and you know and I've I've hit a few of those really devastating moments and times where I thought that I would never get back to having a holiday with my family again like here I am and I'm doing it um like I 100% thought that would never happen but I'm standing proof right here that it can so I hope people don't ever lose hope um like that that can happen I think we do as addicts lose hope yeah and I think that that's you know doesn't make any that doesn't mean anything bad I think that addiction is just so hard that we get that you know the kind of get the fuckets and um it's almost an excuse and then we lose hope and but then it's like you got to snap out of that, right? You got to have one good day or someone, you come across someone or one, you know, activity that happens that pushes you in a little bit of a positive way to make another positive step and another one. And you can, you can build it all back. And, um, I know that everybody has the strength to do that. Um, that Christmas was horrible. The following Christmas I went, um, the following Christmas, I had done my rehab thing. Um, I was still really working on my recovery, though. I still had a lot of use, but not, like, aspiring out of control. I was, you know, still I was starting to function again with the, the occasional use. Um, I think I spent a couple hours with the kids on Christmas. I still um, didn't go to the family parties and things like that. 
we have such a large family that, you know, Christmas Eve, all my aunts and uncles and cousins would come over and we would do these, you know, huge celebrations that were just so amazing. I love my family and I feel so grateful to have them because not a lot of people get to have what we have and we're a special group of people for sure. Um, my family is amazing. Um, so I missed all that for like two years, probably the following year. Um, I stayed with the kids. I was pregnant for my youngest at that point and I was doing really good. I stayed there for the night. I wasn't living with them. My parents, um, we had a, me and my ex had a place with his dad. So I was living there, but I was very hands-on with the kids at that point. So there was that year and then two more years where the holidays were back to, you know, as normal as they're going to be with the kids not being in my custody, right? Um, Celebrating Christmas at my parents' house rather than in my own home. But that, you know, that was the new that was the new life and that we were okay with that. Everybody was happy. We got to be together. Um, and the magic was there. And I think that's really what it's about is just being able to feel that, that joy and happiness inside that little sparkle from the holidays. And I, and it was back. Um, but then the next year was a shit show. I had, um, relapsed the no- in November and it became clear really right off um, but you know my parents were definitely questioning it they had pulled I, I had my own place at that point the kids were with me like every day they had pulled the kids from the house um, Christmas Eve we came did the family thing and I went to go home and um well, yeah, well, hold on. I kept pushing off going Christmas shopping. So Christmas Eve came and I had like two gifts for the baby and I didn't have anything for the older kids, nor did I have a Christmas tree, which probably wouldn't have because my youngest son's a little crazy. And um, the first year that he was like old enough to be walking around, I got the tree and I didn't even have enough for an hour and it ended up in the front yard because he decided to start biting the light bulbs off of the tree like the Grinch and chewing them so that was interesting so we I didn't have a tree the following year and that and then that year I wasn't I don't know that I would have I probably would have gotten a smaller one but because of my addiction I didn't even think about it like Christmas just came and I was like holy crap where did Christmas come from right and um so we did the family thing on Christmas Eve and I went home like thinking all right we're gonna wrap these few gifts we have like make it special as we can my partner at the time like ends up inviting a bunch of people over to get get high with and um we ended up arguing because that's not what I wanted I wanted to still try to make the magical Christmas that I know and he had no care in the world to do that at all um his addiction was so deep at that point that that was more important than anything and um so Christmas Day well oh actually let's back up a little bit we did the family thing so we went to his sister's house but first we stopped at his brother's and 
our son wanted to ride with his brother up to the sisters, which was like, you know, 20 minutes past the house. So we were like, all right, great. So he rides. We end up deciding to make a stop on the way. We end up showing up like two hours late, okay, with somebody else with us, a whole nother addict, right? That looked horrible. A known addict from that town at that. Um, he fell asleep on the couch while we were opening gifts. He hadn't slept in like four days. So nobody could wake him up. He was drooling and snoring on himself so loud while everyone's trying to open gifts. It was very clear that our life was falling apart. Um, and then the next day at that point, he wasn't allowed at my parents' house because of some things that had happened prior a few weeks earlier that, um, lost the trust of my parents. So, um, we came to my parents and I know that my life just must've looked like complete chaos. Um, and we, you know, we did our thing and tried to make it as normal as possible. Uh, mom brought all the kids out sliding with my sister and I decided I was going to go in the bathroom and get high. And apparently, which something that felt like, you know, maybe five minutes to me, I was in there for like a half hour or more. My mother walked in. It was not a pretty sight. So I packed up and left. And like we were, mind you, we were about to eat dinner. So, you know, I just walked out the door like devastated, felt with shame, embarrassed, all this and that. Not a care in the world of even thinking about like how my kids felt, how my mom, my dad, my grandmother felt like they must have been so heartbroken. Um, now that I think about it, like, oh God, it kills me. But when you're in that active um, addiction, you don't think about that thing, those things. You think about how shameful you feel, how stupid you feel. And, you know, I guess maybe you feel a little bit stupid because you know you hurt them, but you don't think about the depths of hurting them or even, like, really apologizing or anything like that. Probably leaving wasn't the thing to do. The thing to do would have been, like, you know, cry on my mom's shoulder and ask for help and go to rehab. But I didn't. Instead, I ran. And, um, you know, so my mom obviously had to acknowledge what happened and had to have that conversation once again with, my kids which I'm so grateful that they are so resilient and they um they have forgiven me and I'm so grateful for that they're amazing um so that was a really crappy Christmas and then next Christmas I was incarcerated which was last Christmas and so now we're here and there's that magical sparkle on Christmas this year. It's back. So it's, you know, it can happen. And it doesn't matter. Like, I've been, my road has been rough. And I've hit some rock bottoms. And I've gone through some crazy things I never, ever, things out of movies, you know. You didn't even think existed. But I'm here. And I'm living my best life. And I'm su super happy. Um... I have my family back at the end of the day. I think that whether our family or blood or our community or whatever, that's who, that's who we are. You know, you got to have that. So the fact that I have that, it means, it means so much. Um, it means that you can do it. You just want it. You just have to put the work in and um and it doesn't take as long as you think we think that you know it's going to take so long but it really doesn't you just have to show that you want it and that you're taking the steps but i guess i don't want to lose what i'm trying to say is that i know these the holidays 
whether you're using or in recovery, because not everybody in recovery has gained that back. And there's, you know, they don't have their children, they don't have their parents, um, maybe because their family's written them off, or um, maybe their family has died, or um, whatever it is, like, or they were, you know, their parents have their addiction problems. Um, this holidays suck sometimes, you know, they, they, I think they're either like super amazing or, or you hate them. And I think it's okay to acknowledge that it's not always that sparkly feeling and that's okay. Cause there's more Christmases to come, but you have to put the work in to find those Christmases and make them that. And you have to reestablish what that is. Like, what my Christmases looked like prior to um, me coming out and what my Christmases look like now are very different. I'm not in my own home. I don't have custody of my children. But I still it still is magical as it was, just in a different location. It's all what we make of it, really. Um, and... A lot of people kind of get in that rut of it's never going to be the same, that kind of thing. And you're right, it's never going to be the same, but that's what life's about. Things change. And um, we're all really resilient. And we make, you know, we can help make our journey and shape it the way we want. So, you know, figure that out and, and, uh, and know that you have it in you to go in that direction. But, um, I want people to really feel okay with reaching out um, on the on the private Facebook page and uh, sharing maybe how they feel or if they just need someone to talk to or, you know, cry to um, or to tell your story of like recovery and how you've gotten it back and how it's changed and maybe for the good or for the bad. Um, but I I really want to build this community on our private Facebook for each other, um, for the addicts, for the support, the family and the support, um, because, you know, we're all living it. So let's do it together. And um, let's acknowledge that this year time of year is hard. Um, we're always going to mourn what we had prior to our addiction. Definitely. It's, you know, it's sad. Addiction is so sad what it takes from us. But uh, let's, you know, we kind of have had a chance, you know, we're mourning that, but we, but after addiction into recovery, we, we can, it's like we're rebirthed and we can grow again. Hey, it's Mary. I just thought I would follow up with my side of things as Caitlin just very vulnerably shared some really challenging Christmases that we had and of course my heart aches for those moments that she experienced um, not that I think I felt that at the time there was a lot of hurt on all those Christmases that kind of blew up or the addict can't show up in a meaningful way or just doesn't show up. And as a mother, yeah, it's hurtful. But for the kids, that's more where I held my space around support and um, also 
felt a lot of hurt and resentment and sadness. And I think as we ride these waves with the children of addicts, we question their resiliency. And at these times, it was hard to really know if it was beneficial for the kids to have the parents around at all. It felt like a little tearing out of the heart each time. And at different developmental stages, they may understand, but often they just don't. And so we spent a lot of time talking to the kids about this being not about them and that their parents love them very much. They just couldn't take care of themselves, right? And then therefore they can't take care of you because they have a disease. And as they got older and understood addiction, it was around the age of nine that I think um, everyone sort of seemed to get to a level where they wanted to understand a little bit more. And we could begin with the help of a really great therapist um, to have the right language and a way to share and some materials to help them understand. And of course, with Kate in recovery and uh, their dad, Jeremiah, they can also have those conversations and ask them as it comes up. And to me, that is where the healing really is. Um, of course, there's so many times when there's deep sadness. And that Christmas a couple of years ago where Kate came in and things fell apart and she left very quickly and we just sort of got through the day. But then we all came together the next day and I always do this. I'm always like, God, if I'm feeling this, they must really be feeling this too, even though they are so resilient and they try to just continue to go forward. Um we have to pause and I bring them together and I say, wow, I'm just real with them. I'm like, wow, my, I'm really sad. That was really shitty. What happened yesterday? And my heart really hurts. I'm sure yours must be hurting too. And, you know, I remember looking over, I think Owen was 13 and he really struggled to talk about this stuff. He still does, but you know, I just saw that tear coming down his cheek and, uh, And they all shared in similar ways. Sorry, it never really does go away. <laughs> but um, you breathe through it. And then when we all got done sharing and just acknowledging how we felt, James was like, well, we've been through worse. And, uh, you know, that's their resilience. And it's amazing. And it's a bright light. And it gives me hope that um, they all can move through everything they've been through and become human beings, adults, that um, feel valued, um, feel worthy of belonging and of having the life that they love and dream about. And I know not every child gets that opportunity. Um, so as hard as it has been on Bob and I, because I'm not going to pretend it hasn't, um, to raise a second family and to hold space for our daughter's addiction. There's four little lights that we've helped shine, and I know that. And not always like the best version of ourselves, but um, going through menopause and having four little kids is really not what most people sign up for. But, um, you know, I got through it. I sought help, you know, to help with all that. Um, that's a whole nother episode. And... Uh, for those of you grandmothers out there that are um, young grandmothers, I think I was, um, oh gosh, in my late 40s. I'm 55 now, so, and we're eight years into this. So, yeah, it was all exacerbated by stress, I'm going to say. 
but uh, we found, I, I found my tools, but I, and we need to do that, right? We need to do that. Those of you fostering, those of you with the kids that you've chosen to take on, we have to take care of ourselves because they need us. They need us to be able to hold space for them, to um, put our anger and resentment and fear aside for a later moment, or at least just to be able to talk to them in a way that's level about it, to say, yeah, I feel all those feelings too. And um, I don't know. I don't know the answers. And I think that's the hardest part is to not have the answers we want to have for them because it's so out of our control. And this is the lesson in life that got me to really um, embrace and sit with uncertainty and hold space for hope. And I look at where we are today, and Kate and I will come together here in a minute to talk about that. Um, but if you lose hope and you let forgiveness get in the way, or lack thereof, if you let blame get in the way and hurt, um, then it's hard to hold space for coming together again. And if I couldn't do it for myself at times, because it was easier to not be around it, um, when I felt it was healthy, um, I needed to do it for the kids because they, they always, always want to be a part of their parents' life no matter what happened. Um, this is what I've learned from therapists. They always want some connection, and that makes sense, right? Biologically, they brought them into the world. It's in their DNA. And um, even if they don't have as close of a relationship as we do, um, you know, do you have to do what works best for your family, but I do think it's very healing for them to really understand where they came from. And um, there's a lot of great resources out there. In Vermont, there's Kinship, um, which is a really wonderful resource that we use some of. And of course, there's a lot of resources through um, the Department of Children and Families and the Howard Center. And I can include some links. But I know when this first started, I, I hadn't read the books about this. And I certainly needed to reach out and find help. But Anyway, as we're in this holiday season, I just, um, to those walking beside addiction and holding space and picking up the messes of the people struggling with addiction in your life um, and feeling the hurt and um, uncertainty of it all, I just say breathe. Um, nurture yourself, right? Know that everything you're feeling belongs it's okay. You're not alone. Um, and I know there's a lot of people struggling right now. So to, let's see, 2021, I think holds a lot of hope for positive change. And, um, but it starts with you, right? We're all responsible for our own evolution. So you do you, right? If you've chosen to step into this role, do it the best you can right? Because you deserve that. You can still live a very full and joyful life, just probably not what you thought, definitely not what I thought. But there's been so much richness and so much gratitude. And the relationship I have with these kiddos uh, is precious. And I know they'll be in my life forever. And, you know, I'll need them at some point too. So you're all warriors. You're courageous. Um, and you know, it's the divine work, right? You were called to service for a reason. So own it. You know, I'm also going to say that like my heart's tender around it, but I'm also like, you know, do it, do it well. 
I love you guys. And let's, um, yeah, we're going to move into a little conversation about when things come together in the year that we're celebrating after a year of Caitlin wasn't with us last Christmas, um, cause she was incarcerated and yeah. So we're really celebrating in a way that I'll have her maybe explain how that feels to her. And I will also share. I'm just going to also back up just a little bit um, uh, when it comes to the people that support us when we're in the midst of um, active use. And we. I feel like so much attention is put on the addict and the p- feeling bad for them and helping the, that struggle that the people that support the addict get lost. There's not that support for them or the, just the acknowledgement of how hard that is and how shitty it is um, to be that role. Yeah. I appreciate that. Cause I think um, here you are, here we are, we're on this end of trying to hold things together and pick up the pieces. Right. And when the person that in your life that you love is struggling with addiction they have no appreciation. They only have blame and um, and hurt to share with you. So that, I think, is the real struggle. Right. And that's just, I know you were struggling with yourself. Right. And everything. And I, I know. It just doesn't feel good on the other side. So it has to really be a selfless act that you do. Um, right, as you support. Yeah. And it's out of your control the next... Um, the next moment because the addict really because their life is so spiraling mm-hmm. that everything they do affects the people that are supporting life so and with no control so their the, every move that they make is now throwing your life off but you have no control over that even though you're trying to yeah hold, you know, it together. hold it together but you know i talked a little bit about that in my piece just how there is no control and that's hard to hold space for the kids because you don't have any of the answers because it's you know it's not even in the addict's control say nothing about ours exactly exactly (laughs) because I like I mean I've kind of been on both sides of it the addict but I've also been in a relationship where I was sober and with the addict so I have been on that supportive side so I can not as much as you by any means but I do know a little bit probably I have more insight on being on that side than maybe some people yeah um but want to move into talking yeah. about last year? Um, well, just about where I think we both shared last year you were... Yeah, incarcerated. And I guess I kind of just pretended like Christmas wasn't happening. Yeah. And, um, I think that's just what everybody does because it's super sad. Yeah. Um, this is... I think I enjoy it and everything seems more magical. Even Thanksgiving, like I said, it was the best Thanksgiving I ever had. I think just I appreciate those little things and I appreciate the family more than I ever have in just those moments. Yeah. Um, And I just, and I love just making the kids smile. Like, you know, just having like them to have that. Christmas was so magical for me that I want them to always be able to experience that. Yeah. Well, and I mean, we've been doing Christmas 
but you are in this year's different um, because of COVID. We're doing it different, but it feels okay to not be as rushy and busy with everything. Expectations are lower. So maybe there's more time for, um, well, there's been a lot of baking going on in this house. Yeah. Because Jesse's home. We had too, that little but, outside fire. Yeah. Um, and I think that in the past, with, um, when you know only like two of my aunts came over rather than you know like 30 people yeah but um it was always more about like being on the schedule of eating and gifts and yeah all that kind of stuff and who you know draw who drew who name or yankee i think this was we really just got to like enjoy each other's company this yeah. year so what we did you guys was um because it was is covid here and we're in vermont uh we built a fire outside and every Christmas Eve, usually all of my, I have four sisters and they all have children. Most of them live around here mm-hmm. and they have kids. So we usually have everyone over um, and we feast and we open gifts. And then we, at the end of the night, I started a tradition of walking out in the woods where I've set up a nativity with candles and we sing some Christmas carols. Yeah. So instead of doing all of that, they just came over for an hour or so and we built a fire outside and... Um, walked down in the woods yeah. and had our um, our caroling and remembered what Christmas was all about. And so that's what Kaylin's saying. We usually have um, this much bigger, busier feast that mm-hmm. is exhausting, quite exhausting honestly. and very materialistic probably. Yeah, it's more about consuming. We didn't really... Um, people baked a little, but yeah. we're not exchanging a lot this year. It's more about those precious moments of that yep. one hour together and that right. you know beautiful evening. Uh, with family we hadn't seen for a while so that felt really special really yeah really special to me but I also feel you know after being away for so many Christmases um yeah just what does it feel like for you to to be here and to be is it all good or is it sort of a tug no, of emotion? it is and actually I'm kind of glad that COVID's here because it probably would be really overwhelming if like there was 50 people in this house on Christmas Eve mm-hmm. um, because I think that even, you know, it's, I've been out long enough, but especially at the beginning, large crowds really um, spooked me. Mm. Um, still do a little bit and I get overwhelmed. Um, so I'm glad that that um, we had it smaller. I think I definitely enjoyed it way more than I would have the traditional way. Um, I think I think it's all really good. There are parts of me that are really sad, like... I don't my youngest isn't here Mm -hmm. so there's that reality this is the first like real Christmas sober um since I relapsed without him and so I actually have to feel it and deal with it Mm -hmm. um so that sucks that's sad and you know I don't have my own place so so you know there are these things that tug at the heart but I'm so thankful yeah. I do get to experience it with my family and the kids and in the magical environment that I've always got to experience it in. Mm. Well, we have a lot to be grateful for. And I, you know, I am grateful that you're here with us this year yeah. and that there's no drama. Right. And uh, I mean, it's not over yet, but we're, <laughs> we're hoping for that. Right. And I, I think our message is one of hope for people because yeah. We had some really tough holidays um, aside from other moments. And as I shared a little bit in mine, you know, there were times where I questioned whether it was um, 
best for the kids to have you here. Right. You know, because that crazy energy of an addict, the kids can feel. I can feel, you know, when you're around it enough, it's just unsettling. Yes. Yeah. And yeah. I, I think when you first, like the first Christmas that you had the kids, I didn't understand that. But it's been now enough time and I've been on the sober side of it with other addicts around that I do know that mm-hmm. energy. And I feel it myself and I see the kids' behavior. Um, so I can understand that. And yeah. I, and, um, I can appreciate you wanting to protect them from mm-hmm. that rather than being angry mm-hmm. and sitting in yeah. anger with it. Well, I think it'll be a really special Christmas for them this year too. I know it already has been having you here. And yeah. um, Jeremiah will be joining us too. Right. So Kate yeah, and Jeremiah ended up getting divorced. Yeah. But they have a pretty special relationship. Yeah. I've We have an amazing relationship. Yeah. I can't. It's very unrare. I think are very rare um, what we share together. He's my best friend and always will be. And and as you both, I mean, Jeremiah's been in recovery for quite a few yeah. years. But He's really rock. still working on showing up as a dad in a consistent yes. way. Yeah. And so we're hopeful with a new year that together um, you two can begin to understand how to reparent again. Right. Yeah. And see each other's support. He lost his father a couple of months ago who was like the one that held their family together. So um, I think this is a great place for him to turn over that. And, mm-hmm. I've come, and now I'm back from being incarcerated. So hopefully we yeah. can build that together. And for any of you who have been um, holding the family together, this is always um, a delicate balance because you have been showing up. And it's, uh, as I said earlier, no matter what, the kids want this relationship. And you have to decide whether it's healthy or not for them. And I'm sure that, like... It must be in some ways a little bit hurtful because you're like watching these parents kind of fuck up over and over. Yeah. And then, (laughs) but the kids like worship the ground they walk on and here you are doing everything and they are like, you know, being little assholes and you're like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, it is hard. It's That's what I gracefully say. It's a hard balance. Yeah. It pulls at your heart a little bit, but yet there's this deep longing um, for you and their dad to be able to show up for them right um right so that we all can have a balanced life it's just the fear of it tilting the other way and as i've said to both kate and jeremiah recently like when do they become a priority in your life as you heal like you have to take care of yourself but it's like relearning that this was a commitment you made right and i didn't honestly until you said like remember like before um, when you and Jeremiah were together and how everything did revolved around the kids going with you. And it just kind of like stuck with me because I didn't really even think of it like that. It's interesting. Like, so don't assume that just because the parents had been parents before they are still yeah. living that same perspective. And I sometimes let that build in a more of a resentful or right. disturbed way of being so. like, oh my God, how come, when, at what point do we not have to catch everything? Right. And so to hear Kate say that, like, I know I never really thought of it that way. It's like you have to relearn what mm-hmm. that responsibility of being, truly being a parent right. and not just choosing to be a parent one day and not the next. But we'll keep talking about that because that's sort of what we're moving into. And yeah. we've certainly done this before when Kate was yeah. uh, sober for about four years, yeah. we co-parented and, um, and it tipped too far. It was too much for you. 
And yeah, I and I wasn't in really a healthy relationship yeah. at that time yeah. either. So, so I think lots. you know, so much of addiction and the success of sobriety and recovery is around transitions. And mm-hmm. um, how do you? And and we have not had help. You know, Kate came out of incarceration without a good transition out. People come out of recovery without a sober living environment that's supportive or the services they need. Right. So it's a it's something we're not alone in the struggle. Not at all. And then with COVID, it's like resources, even worse, yeah. the resources. So, so I guess we hope to talk to other people, and we've definitely had some wonderful guests, to say, how do you bridge that? How do you get from getting clean to staying clean? Mm-hmm. How do you get back into a role as a parent without, or any responsibility, uh, without it pushing you right. the other way? And And that's, I think, one of the reasons why we did this private page on Facebook, so that we can support each other in a community and you can have a space to feel comfortable and reach out because it's really hard to find that. Yeah. So we, thanks for bringing that up. So we are, we, we have started that private Facebook page, have a little bit of activity, but I think what we talked about doing is maybe having weekly open meetings or forums, however you want to community gatherings, um, just so we can do some Q and a with each other. We can talk about, Mm-hmm. what's helping what's hurting what's right. hard and um yeah and if there's if you guys have any ideas of little things that we could host I mean please leave a comment and um you know we're open to ideas yeah the, you know this is all new to us as well and um so but we've we gotten wanna... a lot of great connections yes. and we are clear the need and desire is there to to have us continue our podcast and to commune around this and to heal and mm-hmm. to uh yeah i'm looking forward to 2021 yeah me too yeah <laughs> and we just had the winter solstice yesterday you guys so the days are getting longer yeah. every day and, and we you know, need that we can close the chapter of 2020 see you later yep <laughs> by and, covid hopefully yeah and and hope and hold hope for for newness and change positive change um but yeah. yeah, so we just wanted to come together and acknowledge how the season of the holidays can be a exactly. celebration, but also filled with struggle. Yeah, and um, and I think for all the people supporting and raising families, like you know, you are appreciated, and maybe you don't always feel that way. Um, it's a very hard position to be in, but um, you're loved, and I thank you for <laughs> you know taking that role on it's not yeah. an easy one and I'll, I'll do the opposite and say hold space and empathy for the addict that's struggling yeah. in a cold empty apartment eating cereal right ice with cream. Your, <laughs> or ice cream knife. with a knife um that just feels really yeah. cold and lonely and yeah you know I'm sorry you ever had to go through that but right. I know you're not alone and I just hope everyone can find a warm meal and mm-hmm. some sense of comfort to get you yeah. through and and don't give up. Like um, it might feel horrible, but I guess we're testimony that you can exactly. rise from really dark experiences. I mean, Caitlin, I think has um, probably overdosed a few times. Yeah, and I yes, I have um, and recovered from and that. recovered from that. And I've seen overdose over fifty times, probably. Yeah. Um, Narcan people over fifty times. So, um, but I definitely have hit bottoms where I never thought I would get this back in my life 
multiple times. So I can under I can relate to people that are like, yeah, well, you probably aren't as low as I am. I'm never getting that back. Well, no, I was. <laughs> and like, I really honestly, with all my heart, never thought I would get this back. Um, and I have. Because with the work, the people, our families and our loved ones, they do understand that addiction isn't something we choose to live. They just have to see you change mm-hmm. and they have to see the consistency of the change mm-hmm. and you growing in life. And it actually, like, they open their arms a lot faster than you think. I know, like, when you're in the midst of addiction, um, a week seems like forever, but it's not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it does go very fast before you know it. You know, their arms are halfway open and then all the way. Yeah. And that's just family receiving you, but... Right. And then there's community out there that are you mostly addicts recovering and they open their arms immediately because they, you know. And that's probably where your true recovery is going to happen. You feel the love from your family, but, you know, I'm not your recovery. No. It usually comes from outside of the family. So just, um, yeah, make that call. Step into that meeting. Um, You know. Yeah. You're worthy of it. Yes, you are. You very much are. Okay. I hope you all have a good Christmas. Yeah. Happy Um, holidays. And and please, um, if you need anything, I know the holidays are rough. You can leave a comment and um, we will reply and support you in any way we can. Yeah. All right. Take care. Bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode of Zen Mama in the Addict and for being part of our extended community. We love you guys. Be sure to check out our Zen Mama in the Addict website. You will find links to all of our social media there. And you'll see on our Facebook, we've added a private Facebook page. So check that out if you're interested in joining that community of sharing in a safe space where we can be a little vulnerable and give each other support and hold each other's hand along this journey. Hey, also sign up for our email list and you can receive our newsletter and any other announcements of events happening. Have a great day. Remember, we can do hard things. We can't stop the struggle, but together we can learn how to surf.